God for the truth. I said, thank God for the truth. Thank God that I'm here today, that I can have the opportunity of listening to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Thank God right now that I'm hearing the truth. Praise the Lord. I want you to understand we love you. We love every single one. You know, there's so many people that has been here every single night. Every single night. And I can, if I have to go through every name, it's going to be too long. But some of you guys are just tremendous. And thank you for the chocolates. Thank God for you. But in any case, thank you for all that, that has taken the time. You've been here every night. You've cleaned the church. You've packed out the chairs. You've prayed in. You're ready to receive the word. Thank you. Thank you for everybody that's involved in Faith City. Thank you to all the members of Faith City. We, we love you with the love of Jesus Christ. Listen, let me tell you, if I didn't love you, I wouldn't have been here. I wouldn't have preached the way I preached. I can listen. I want to say something bold. I'm going to get to the word of God. If I change what I preach, I promise you, I will never have a financial problem in my life. Because I will have people give me like never before when I preach what they want to hear. But you know what? It got me more the fear of the Lord. Because I know one day I'm going to stand before the King of Glory. And the Bible says, those who teach us, let me just say something that I'm going to shock you. Uncle Denzel, let me use you as an example again. Because you, you can't be offended, even if I try to. The Bible says, those who teach us will stand under a bigger judgment than anybody else. You go on Facebook, you share somebody else's stuff, you teach. Judgment's on you. Even if that's, if that's not the truth, he shares it. He's a partaker. Oh, you didn't get this. This is why when I had that revelation that I'm going to stand before God one day because I taught people. Every time I share, I'm a teacher of something. Oh, you didn't get this. And you'll have to stand and give accountability. If you say to people, if you tell people, well, God is love. Now, let me just say this to you. Well, uh, uh, in actual fact, let me get to this and then I'm going to get to what I want to say. Otherwise, we're going to mix it up today. All right. I'll, I'll get back to you now. <laughs> yes. Praise God. Praise God. I want you to open up your Bible speak to the book of Malachi chapter 3. And I'm going to give you an opportunity to sow a seed. But I want to read something to you. Malachi chapter 3 verse 8. Malachi is right before Matthew. Alright. That's the last book of the Old Testament. And I'm, I'm right on that one. It's not like last night. Ezekiel is after Revelation. You can... Malachi is just before Matthew. Alright. Last book of the Old Testament. And this is uh, chapter 3 verse 8. It says, Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, in what way have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings. Please say tithes and offerings. You are cursed with a curse. For you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. And try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open up the windows of heaven and pour out for you such a blessing that there will be not room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, so that you will not destroy the fruit of your ground. Nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field says the Lord of hosts. And all the nations will call you blessed, for you will be a delightful land, says the Lord of hosts. I want to just quickly help you understand. Every time you help people, it's not a tithe. It's not an offering. It's an alm. It's separate. So I see a lot of people ask this question, every time I sow, why don't I receive the produce of the seed? It's because you don't understand the return of the seed. It's, 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 it's very stupid for us if I sow a seed and not expecting a harvest. No farmer put something in the ground that says, God, I, I'm not expecting anything. You know, you, you have to understand according to the word of God, there's always a return. Who, who of you know that? You know, in the Old Testament, every time there was a sacrifice given, it was given towards Calvary. 
today when we sow, it's because of Calvary. Okay, I'm going to speak to you this side. In the Old Testament, every time there was a sacrifice that made, it was because of, or, or towards Calvary, towards the, the sacrifice that would have come. After Calvary today, we don't sow to Calvary, but we sow because of Calvary. And as part of our worship. So Malachi teaches us to bring the whole tithe. The tithe is 10% of your income. For those of you who did not know. It's a biblical truth. People say this is Old Testament under the law. If you study the Word of God, you'll see that, that uh, Abraham paid the tithe to Melchizedek long before the law. 400 years before the law, he was paying a tithe. The tithe protects you. The tithe, the Scripture says, opens up the windows of heaven. Pour out a blessing on you that you do not have room enough, my goodness, to contain it. That even the nations of the world will call you blessed. Is somebody listening to me? And so he says, bring the full tithe and the offering. So the offering is over and above what the tithing is. And so the tithe, the return of the tithe is this. God will protect you. Please remember, Job lost everything because there's no scripture that says Job tithed. The tithe protects you that the devourer cannot come to your house. He cannot strip your business. I said he cannot strip your job. That's what the word of God says. All right. And then the offering there's a return of the offering is 30-fold, 60-fold, and 100-fold. The offering is part of your worship. The tithe is part of your worship. The psalmist says, when you come to God, praise Him. Bring Him an offering and worship His name. So when we give unto the Lord, it's part of our worship. And alm is what you do for people. The Bible says, whoever lends to the poor, lends to God, and God will repay him. In other words, you give somebody 100 rand, God will give you back 100 rand. Who of you understand this? But the tithe does not belong to people. It belongs to the, where the place where you receive your spiritual food from. The Bible says those who receive, come on, those who, those who minister from, from the temple must eat from the temple. Wave at me if you understand this. He says those who receive teaching must receive in all material things of the one who teaches. That's biblical, by the way. So this is when we honor God with our finances. So I want you to honor God with your finances today. Uh, your tithing offering, there's Miriam in the back of the card machine, details on the screen, there's buckets in the front. And then Yet his eyes were always watching me. Can we just quickly stand to our feet? Lord, we thank you so much for every seed sown. Thank you for the opportunity, the privilege of giving into the work of the gospel. And as these seeds are sown, Lord, it is fruitful ground as souls are coming into the kingdom of God. 
Thank you for this word, that this word will touch hearts, lives, and change them forever and forever. In Jesus' mighty name. And the people of God said, Amen. amen. And Amen. Praise the Lord. I want you to get a pen and paper, and I want you to write down some stuff, because I'm going to be all over the place today. All right? All over the place. If you, if you were here on Friday, I started teaching on the faith of God. And I promise you, I believe that last night I stood there, I saw a vision. I didn't say this with the church, it's a personal thing, but I saw a vision, as clear as day. And I heard the Lord say to me that you are entering into a new dimension of faith. And so I shared it, I shared it with my family, I said, this is what the Lord showed me. I saw it as clear as day. And so I want to say this to you, that I believe that the Lord is taking us into a new dimension of faith. Tell your neighbor, I'm going into a new dimension of faith. You know, if, if, I, if I study the Word of God, everything prophetically happens. Everything is going like this, quickly. There's a, there's, a, there's a quickening in the Spirit. Who believes that, by the way? You know, in the book of Acts, I said it last night. Let me just say this again. In Acts chapter 2, Peter spoke uh, the prophecy. He spoke to, uh, about the prophecy that Joel prophesied. That he said that in the last days, that God will pour out His Spirit upon all flesh. And what does he say? He says that the, the moon will be turned into blood. How many of you know that there was a blood moon the 26th of May? A blood moon. So he says that before the coming of the Lord, you will see the moon turn into blood. Plus, there will be an outpour of the Holy Spirit like never before. In other words, if I look at the seasons and times, very important for we as God's people to understand seasons and times. Let me say that one more time. You have to understand seasons and times. So we're living here at a place right now where we are a generation that will see Jesus Christ come back in power and in glory. How many of you believe that, by the way? How many of you believe that very soon we're going to look up and He's going to break through the eastern sky and we will see the Lord on the cloud and we will meet Him in the air and so we will be with Him forever and forever. And those who do not like my face, you're going to have a problem because you're going to stay here. I'm going, I'm going home with Jesus. I'm not going to church. You know, there's a bunch of hypocrites. You're going to find those people in heaven. What are you going to say to the Lord? Get me out of here. I don't want to be here, Lord. I don't want to be here. No. Discern the seasons and the times you're in. So if I study the Word of God, there's, there's something is happening for the church. There's an outbreak of power. Come on, there's an outbreak of power and provision and faith like we've never experienced it in our entire lives before. Do you believe that? That we are at the tipping point of the greatest outpour of the Holy Spirit that we've ever seen. And then Jesus said something in the book of Matthew 24. He says, before these things will happen, there will be a great falling away. He says that when the great falling away happens, then the Antichrist will come in. So what's going to happen? The, the, the great falling away must happen. It must take place. In other words, let, let me just take you there. Matthew 24. Open your Bibles. You don't have to believe my word, but believe the word of God. It is a fact. And I want to I wanna read from verse, um, let's read from verse 1. Oh, sorry, let's go from verse 3. It says, Now as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, Tell us, when will these things be? And what will be the sign of your coming and, and the end of the age? And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you. Many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and I will, and will deceive many. You will hear of wars, rumors of wars. See that you, will not, you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but it's not the end yet. 
Then he goes on. So he says, when you hear about wars and rumors of wars, don't be too soon to shaken. It's not completely the end. He says, then something else will happen. Nation will rise up against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, there will be pestilence. All right, let's read it in today's new translation. And there will be famines, and there will be COVID, and the earth and earthquakes in various places. And then he says, all these things are the beginning of the sorrows. Let me explain this to you. What does the Bible say is the beginning of the sorrows? This is the beginning. This is, this is why I believe that the church, that the true remnant, will never go through the tribulation. This is pre-tribulation. This is the beginning of the sorrows. When you see these things, you have to know that the tribulation is around the corner. Is somebody listening to me? You are not going through the tribulation. Let me just say this again. The born again, the remnant is not going through the tribulation. I don't care who says what on Facebook saying the church is going through the tribulation. If the, the Bible says those who's dead in Christ is not ahead of those who remains. In other words, if I have to go through the tribulation while Pete Pompis is dead in Christ, then it means that Jesus is the respecter of man. Pete Pompis is not going through havoc while I, who serve God faithfully, must go through the same thing. This is why Jesus teaches in the book of Luke, Pray that you will be found worthy, that you will not go through what's coming to the earth. So I'm, I'm just giving you pointers here quickly. How do I know that I am at the end of the end of the end of the end and that Jesus Christ is coming back? But before he comes back, my job is to occupy. My job is to declare the kingdom of God on this earth with power and authority. My job is to come on. My job is to tell people it's not over until God says it's over. That's our job. Our job is to walk by faith and not by sight. Calling the things that is not though they are. These are the days of Elijah. God is looking for the Elijahs that will have so much faith. That will declare the word of God with boldness. We will not stand back. We will not hold back. We will declare, thus saith Lord. And as we declare, come on, as we declare, the power of God will shake the continents of the world one more time. The church has the final say. I said the church has the final say. Tell your neighbor, the church has the final say. And while we wait for the return of the Lord, we are going to occupy. We are going to build. We are going to get souls saved like never before. And let me just say this boldly. There's no demon in hell that can stop a church that's on fire. Hallelujah. No pandemic. Nothing can stop a church that is on fire. Who believes that, by the way? Who believes that I am the end time remnant? Come on, who believes that I'm those who will walk in the faith of God? And declare thus say of the Lord. If you are one of them, you better jump to your feet and give Jesus 10 seconds of crazy praise. And say, I'm one of them. I'm one of them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is why we are in an hour right now where I can't tell you, continue with your sin. I can tell you there's a better way. I say there's a better way. There's a better way than adultery. There's a better way than being a liar. There's a better way than alcohol. And Jesus is His name. Let me tell you, He's seated in majesty, King of kings and Lord of lords. Oh, and one day very soon we're going to see Him come back in glory. I can't wait for that day. My goodness. I said, I cannot wait for that day. I'm going to be first in line. Let me just make this straight. Please understand this. This is the rules of this house. When the rapture takes place while we're here, I'm out first. They, they, the Holy Spirit speaks to me. 
I just heard him say, those who's first shall be last. I'm lost. Remember, I'm lost. So when he returns, I'm first. <laughs> Hallelujah. Can't wait for the day. But while we wait, while we wait, we are increasing territory. Come on, we are enlarging the place of our tents. We are removing our tent pegs. We are moving left and right. And we are dominating the world. Come on, while we wait, we will raise the dead. We will cleanse the lepers. We will cast out demons. Come on, we will preach the gospel of this kingdom. Woo. I feel faith in this house. I feel faith in this house. Can I go on? The Bible says there will be pestilence and earthquakes in various places. Verse 8 says, all these are the beginning of the sorrows. 9, then they will deliver you up to tribulations and kill you. And you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. Uh, just look at me quickly. The whole world is fighting the church. This is why some of our brothers in Canada are being locked down. They are locked in prison. Not just locked down in their homes. Locked in prison. This is why they are threatening the church worldwide. They hate the church. Jesus says these things will happen. They will drag you to court. He says, but don't worry in that day. That day it shall be given to you. Now, I love America for the reason that America's got an amendment that covers and protects them to, from going. You can go to church. It is part of the constitutional right. The only thing that can protect us in South Africa is God Almighty. Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Chikuni, Jehovah Rofeka, Jehovah Shalom, Jehovah Nisi. This is why this hour, there's no time to be offended. My goodness, there's no time. The, the offended will be part of the falling away. I've preached this to you until I was blue in the face. If you are offended in church, it's because you will be part of the falling away. The Bible says this in the book of John chapter 2. They saw the signs and the wonders that Jesus has, has performed. But Jesus could not commit himself to them. Oh my God. Because the scripture goes on. Because he's the one who sees into people's hearts. He says he knows what's in a man. Therefore he could not commit himself. When you are committed to Christ, it is impossible to be offended. It's impossible to be part of the falling away. Why? Because I'm committed to him. He's committed to me. My commitment make me come to church. I'm not coming to church because the band is here. I'm not coming to church because there's smoke machines and nice lights. I'm not coming to church because there's a court oaky that preaches the fire. No, I'm coming to church because I'm committed to Christ. And nothing, my, how lovely is it to dwell in your courts. Wow. The psalmist says, how lovely is your tabernacle, O Lord. The psalmist says, my soul faints for the courts of the Lord. This is why we come to church. We don't come to church because they've got a youth band that's on fire. We come to church because we are committed to the one who gave his life to the church. Well, how do I know that I'm in the last of the last days? And then, verse 10, many will be offended. Oh my goodness. It was a good message. Thank you guys for coming. See you again. This is everything. He says, before I come back, people will be offended. This is how church works. He believes the sky is blue. The sky is blue. He believes the sky is green. The sky is green. When I speak to Irvin, the sky is blue. Oh, yes, the sky is blue. The sky is green. No, the sky is red. Oh, the sky is purple. That's how church works. Because now you have to... 
Make sure nobody's offended. But the one who died for the church. Nobody cares if he's offended. Nobody cares to trample on his blood. Nobody cares to spit in his face. We did not die for the church. Jesus Christ laid down his life. His life for the church. And yet every day he must still show up. Every day he must be merciful and gracious and kind. I want to say this to you about the grace of God. Everybody says the grace is so wonderful. It is. But did you know if you study the word, his judgment is equal to his grace. As, as gracious as he is, so, so he will judge. His judgment is hand in hand with his grace. I can show you there's more scriptures speaking about the judgment of God than the grace of God. Oh, it's getting quiet now. The scripture teaches us very clearly. People will be offended. They will betray one another. They will hate one another. This is why I, 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 I love it when I see, you know, the Bible says if you have all the gifts but no love, then you're empty. And the funny thing is the people that quote that don't like their brothers. <laughs> very funny. Speak bad about their brethren. Oh, oh. I'm, I'm stepping on toes right now. I can take the scripture and I can apply anything to my filthy lifestyle. Sometimes you have to read on. They will hate one another. Bible says, if you say that you're a lover of God, you keep His commandments. His first commandment is you shall love the Lord your God more than yourself, more than your money, more than your offense, more than your neighbor, more than your pastor, more than who accepts you. You will love him more than anything in this world. Am I speaking to the right crowd? That's the first. So he says, if you love the Lord, if you say that you're a lover of God, you better keep his commandments. So it's easy saying that you, they are not lovers. My, my question is, are you a lover? I want to go deep. Can I go deep? You know, this church is not a church of love. Do you know why? Because you've never sowed love. You, my God, what you sow. You reap. You, you, you forgot about that one. If you don't like what you have been reaping, you better change what you've been sowing. Oh, they don't love me. Have you checked your track record? You've never laughed before. You've always spoken against people. That's why you don't receive love. It's not the church. It's just a biblical principle according to the word. What a man sows, that a man will reap. Finish and claw. Let me just say this. I have people that can help me out. The people that has hurt me the most is people that have done the most for my life. Do you know what I've done? I did not change. I kept doing what God expected me to do. Whether they, whatever they want to do, it's on them. Because the wheel goes around and around. And the day will come that they will have to reap what they've sowed. Well, my job is not pleasing anybody but Him. Just pleasing Him. Your job is just pleasing Him. Just loving Him. Come on, somebody. Let me just say this again in this church. If you call me, you call me on with your cord brook, with your long brook, with your skin, whatever. Mikasa isugasa. Nobody worries what you wear. A guy came to our church. With, with, he, his feet were so dirty. He didn't even have shoes on. Cord brook, he just wanted to be here. I said, thank God for you, brother. Sit here right in the front. That's where we want you. We want you right up front in center because you're hungry. Somebody listening to me. We have to pray today that the spirit of offense will, will leave the nation of South Africa. 
I just want to say there's no such thing as church hurt. Please come, anybody, prove it in scripture. Please, please do. In Acts, they fell down dead. Do you know what they say to the, to the woman? You next. Nobody said we're not going back to that church. Church hurt came through a spirit called rebellion. The only way that the church can hurt you is when you walk out of this place and suddenly a light falls from, from the roof and bang! And you trip and you fall over a chair. The pastor hurt me. Do you know why the pastor hurt you? Because your eyes were on the preacher, not on Jesus. I got many people that say, Vessel, I want to say something, but I don't want to offend you. You can't offend me. Because the way to salvation is not through your backyard. Salvation comes through Him and Him alone. And His name is Jesus Christ. Show me. Where does the Muslim man say, I am done with the mosque? The mosque has hurt me. Ah, uh, can I just say, let's give credit where credit is due. They closed their businesses on a Friday because they mean business with a dead part. Yet our Christians wake up in the morning and say, I'm offended. Look at me quickly. You must see these things. It's a sure sign that Jesus Christ is coming back. And let me just say this to you. Offense is a guilty conscience. I know there's people offended while I'm saying this. It proves that afterwards I'll have to pray for you. And show you the way to salvation. Am I speaking to the right crowd? You don't like people. If you don't like people, you're going to reap it. So nobody will like you. And you're going, yeah, that church is funny. Have you seen how you treated the people? Quiet now. I don't know why I'm saying all this stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm going back to the main message, but just hear me. You have to understand why these things happen. Many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. Let me just make something clear. A false prophet is not somebody who declares Jesus Christ as the Son of God. Alright? So not everybody that preaches is a false prophet. Go on Google. False prophet, false prophet, false prophet, false prophet, false prophet. Everybody's a false prophet if they preach the gospel. Read what the word says a false prophet is. False prophet is not somebody that can speak about Jesus Christ. Just because, you know, maybe you received the prophetic word that had not yet come to pass. Don't look to the prophet and say, you're, you're a false prophet. Look to your own life and say, what didn't I change? What didn't I change in my life? You can't be offended in every church you attend. Then the problem is not of the church. Am I speaking to the right crowd? Why do we say these things, Vessel? Because the Lord is creating a culture of people who are sick and tired of milk. We want the meat. We want the meat. We want God's Word. That's what we want. Let me just say something to you. When, when Sarah could not conceive a child, the Bible says she went to Abram, Abram, because he was not Abraham yet. She said, listen, I can't produce babies. Take, take Hagar. Sleep with Hagar. She will give you what you desire. Abram said, no problem. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> and he slept with her servant called Hagar. Who knows that scripture? The Bible says Hagar was with child. And suddenly, Sarah became envious. And Sarah said to Abram, you better get rid of this woman or else I'll get rid of her. Abram said, do whatever you want to do with her. Come on. That's what men of today do. Do whatever you want to do. I've done my part. 
she ran away. As she was running away, the Bible says, an angel of the Lord found her in a desert at a well. The angel of the Lord said to her, where are you going? She says, Sarah wants to kill me. In other words, let me tell you in the 21st century, I'm offended. I left because I was offended. Sarah said stuff to me that I don't like. I'm never coming back. Do you know what the angel of God said to her? Uh, you don't understand. Your assignment is there. You better get up, humble yourself, because she said, I'll take my son elsewhere. In other words, I'm leaving, and I'm taking the blessing with me. The Bible says, hang on, you don't understand. The blessing dies when you leave. Read the Bible. It's in there. Go back, and as you go back, I will make Ishmael as many as the stars of the sky. I will bless you. And the problem is not, it's not for her coming back. The, the blessing comes in the humble yourself. Humble yourself and say, do you know what? I don't, I don't care what you think about me. But I'm here because I have an assignment. I'm here because God says I need to be here. I'm not going to be offended. I humble myself. Hey, God, do what you need to do. Despite of what Sarah thinks. High five your neighbor and say, Sarah, get, get right with God. Hey, God, do what God calls you to do. I'm almost done. Many will be offended, many will betray one another, and many will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many, and because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. Now, if you study this, the love of many will grow cold, not for one another, for the love of God. Because Paul comes and he quotes the same thing. He says, in the last days, people will be lovers of self instead of lovers of God. Do you understand this? Where Jesus says people's love will grow cold, grow cold for him. This is why also in the Revelation he speaks to the church and he says, it was better for you to be cold. But now that you look warm, your love has diminished. Your love has grown colder. How many of you understand that? This is not what Jesus says. You see, they don't love us. It's nothing to do with that. And love is also not, you know, a lot of people want a pity pot. Let me just say this. I deal with so many preachers. You know how many preachers I sat with? The other day a preacher said to me about what's going on in his church, what he's going through. And so I'm praying for preachers because I know exactly what preachers have to go through. Especially, I want to say something very bold. You can see it all around the world. Those who give us never complains. Do you know why? Because they sow into the vision. Oh, 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 I said it. I said it. There's a track record all around the world. The non-givers is those, it's too cold. It's too hot. I don't like the worship. I don't like the pastor's suit. Did you see his wife? She's wearing makeup. Did you see this jewelry? <laughs> it's because they're not attached. Where you show your finances, you mean you're attached to the dream. You're attached to the vision. Then he comes to Mikasa Isukasa. When you know when you're part of this church, you can dance, you can run, you can shout, you can... Just be free in the Holy Ghost. Just be free in the Holy Ghost. But this is not what I want to say. What I want to get to is, we understand Jesus says these things must happen. And when you see these things happen, you will know that you are at the end of the end of the end. But we cannot, Brother Mark, love you. 
But this does not take out the fact that the Bible says in the last days, we as the church of Jesus Christ, we will walk in victory. We are not victims, we are victors. Come on. That's what the Bible says. That God is, listen, I'm speaking to the crazy ones right now. There is a faith coming upon the church like we've never seen before. A quickening of people's faiths like we have never seen before. We are going to walk with what the Word of God says. Listen to me. Listen to me. I'm seeing the day. Where's the God of Elijah? I'm seeing the day that fire come down from heaven. I see the day coming. I see the day coming with this famine in the road. But you know they'll have to tell your children how much money do we have. You will pick up that plate and say, Father, I thank you for what we're about to eat. And food will multiply in your house. I'm speaking to somebody. I see the day approaching where you'll drive in your car and there's no money for gas. And you will call upon the name of the Lord and God will see you through. We are living in that hour. Come on somebody, we are living in that hour. We are living in the hour where the world will see you fall apart. But what God says is, whatever the devil meant for your disaster, I will mean for your good. We are living in the day when everybody will say, take out your money, keep it, keep it. While people of God that will believe his word shall see such an influx of the blessing that you will not know what to do with your financial breakthrough. I'm not, maybe I'm not speaking to everybody. I'm speaking to people who's attached right now. People who say, Vessel, my goodness, I, I feel it. Faith arising in my spirit. The day is coming that no opinion will move you no more. Listen to me right now. I, I say this with all the love that I have. But we can no longer, we can no longer stand and pray for breakthrough, the same breakthrough for five years. There must be a change. There must be a shift. And it starts here in my heart. When your heart is in alignment with God, everything else turns around. I'm speaking to people. You will no longer see your children pushing the plow. This is the hour when mantles must fall. The blessing of God must follow you all the days of your life. But it's a mind shift. You have to make up your mind and say, I have played footsie footsie with the devil for so long. No more. I am here for my inheritance. I'm not leaving without what God says is mine. Come on somebody, I'm talking to you about faith. Not the faith of this world. Every time people tell you you're crazy, you better believe it. Every time people tell you you're crazy, you better believe it. Come on, you've lost your mind. Yes, you better believe it. I've gained the mind of Christ. Faith. Shout faith. faith. Shout faith. faith. This is how God's going to operate in this last hour. We're going to walk by God's faith. What about the drought? A drought will not affect you. Oh my God, I feel the anointing. The drought will not affect. I said the drought will not affect. I said the drought shall not affect you because you're not seeing the drought you see breakthrough you see whoa i need to get this to somebody the bible says faith cometh it cometh it cometh it cometh faith cometh by hearing hearing by the word of god say with me faith cometh faith cometh so it's coming it's coming. Faith cometh. And it cometh by the hearing and hearing and hearing 
and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing the word of God. Now hear me right now. Before Elijah announced rain, he did not see a cloud. He said, I hear the sound of the abundance. I hear. Read the Bible. You'll see after that, after he heard, he said to his servant, tell me what do you see? I see nothing. Great. This is the greatest condition to a miracle. When your physical eye can't see it, my faith sees it. I hear the sound of the abundance. I said, I hear a rattling sound. Bones coming together. Bone to bone. Come on, I hear a sound. A breakthrough. And the breakthrough is in my favor. Let me say that again. Faith cometh. It cometh by hearing. And hearing. What do I do? I declare faith. You hear it. While you hear it, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. You don't have to see it. You have to hear it. Jesus walks in the street. He sees a fig tree with leaves on. He's hungry, expecting them to the tree to bear fruit. He walks to the tree. There's no fruit. He rebukes the tree. The scripture says, he says, from this day, let no man eat from you. I love what the scripture says next. And his disciples heard him. The next day they passed the same tree. The disciples stopped. They said, Lord, it happened exactly as what you said. Why? Because faith cometh by. And hearing by the word of God. They heard him declare the word. Why do you think the centurion man said, Lord, send your word only. Send it. I hear the word. I declare the victory. Somebody in this building better hear me. Breakthrough is not coming. It is here. Right now. I hear the sound. A breakthrough. Breakthrough in my heart. Breakthrough in my mind. Breakthrough in my hands. Breakthrough in my feet. Breakthrough all over me. Breakthrough. 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 I hear the sound. I said, I hear the sound. But basically, I'm offended. I hear the sound. I determined to know nothing except for Christ Jesus and Him crucified. Paul says this, I am conscious about nothing. If you're not conscious, it means you're unconscious. In other words, he says, I'm unconscious. Blah, 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 I'm unconscious. I'm in another world. There's only one, Paul, get yourself right. Listen, there's one thing on my mind. That's Christ Jesus. Did you hear what Peter said about you? I'm unconscious. I didn't hear that. An unconscious man. I want to preach to somebody. The four leprous men sat outside of the gate. They said, we're going to sit here. We're going to die. If we go to the, into the city, we're going to die. Maybe we find favor. And what they did not realize is while they were walking, they gave a sound. They did not see breakthrough, they heard breakthrough. A sound like a mighty army. And when the sound happened, they walked in and they started seeing. God's faith operates first and foremost through what you hear. 
This is why you have to stay close to the one who feeds your faith. You have to sit under faith constantly. Somebody will push in faith in you. Because then you'll become the four leprous men that says, if we stay here, we're going to die. But let's get up here. Come on, my goodness. Let's start to put our faith in action. Hear me right now. When Elijah, the scripture says this in the book of Hebrews, if you study his faith, the Bible says Elijah was a man like us. Now you better hear me. It's a man just like me. And he stopped the heavens. It might sound crazy to you now. And he declared the word. And the Bible says that when he announced there will be no more rain, there came a time where he says, all right, I hear the sound. He did not see a cloud. He said to his servant, come, tell me what do you see. The servant went out. Uh, this guy's crazy. There's not a cloud in the sky. He's declaring abundance of rain. Now let me tell you, when I see the sky is gray and I say rain is coming, I'm not a prophet. I've got two brain cells. Rain is coming. This guy says, I see nothing. He goes to Elijah, he says, there's nothing. Elijah went down on his knees, he prayed again. He didn't pray, Lord, send a cloud. I believe he prayed, Lord, let my servant see what I see. The cloud is never a sign for the man or woman of faith. The cloud is always a sign for the servant. Someone listening to me. Elijah didn't need to see a cloud to say, rain is coming. When, 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 the, when the cloud appeared, it was for the servant because then the servant said, finally, I, I thought you lost it. Finally, I see a, a cloud as big as a man's first. It's still not enough to announce the abundance of rain in the natural. But in the faith, Elijah heard. I pray that the Holy Spirit will come to your hearing right now. I pray that the Holy Spirit will open up your hearing. That, you, that your hearing senses will open up. You are, you're not going to listen to the negativity of the world. But you're going to hear the words of God. He says that you are the head, not the tail. He says that you can do all things. Through Christ who strengthens you. Come on, His word says that He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. My Bible says I know what I planned for you. Plans to prosper you. To give you a hope. To give you a future. Come on, that's what my Bible says. Faith comes by hearing. When you start to hear it, things start to change. Come on, I pray in the name of Jesus. Lord, let them hear. 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 Crazy man of faith. Rain is coming. There's not a cloud in the sky. Good. That's the greatest condition for a miracle. Every time things seem impossible, that's where God gets the honor. Every time the bank says no, this is where Jesus says, let me show them. Come on. Every time the doctor says, I, I need to speak to somebody right now. You've missed two days. I need to speak to somebody. Before there was an opinion, there was the word. In the beginning was the word. Before you got that doctor's report, there was the word. Oh, come on, somebody. Before you got that bank report, there was the word. Before people had an opinion about you, there was the word. Whose report will you believe? The word of God is higher. Let me speak to somebody. Before you had that cancer, there was the word. Before your kidneys failed, 
there was the word. Come on, before the TB, before the cancer, before the bad news, before the sad news, come on, before the negativity, before Facebook, before Google, before YouTube, there was the word. What does this mean? It means he rules and reigns supreme. Okay, I'm going to help somebody. Did you know that the Bible says he has received a name which is above every other name? Anything with a name is subject to that one name. I feed myself with the confidence and the knowledge that whatsoever comes against me has a name. And I am hidden in a name. Oh my God. I am seated in heavenly places next to that name. I am a heir of salvation because of that name. I am protected under the blood of the Lamb because of that name. I'm healed because of that name. Come on, I'm sanctified because of that name. I'm redeemed because of that name. That name, Jesus Christ, is the King of glory, the highest name. Before COVID, there was the word. Hallelujah. Before symptoms, there was the word. You don't feel good, you better tell yourself the word of God. Because this is how faith comes. It cometh by hearing. It cometh to me by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. This is why the Bible says meditate on the word of God day and night. Not meditate on how you feel. Not meditate on what people said about you. But you meditate on the word of God. My goodness, can you feel it? My brother, can you help me, Broston? Can you feel faith? If you don't feel faith, I'm going to pray for you. You're going to feel it. There's faith in the atmosphere. When Jesus saw the paralytic, he saw the lame man. The Bible says Jesus saw the faith on him. When Jesus saw the faith, he said, get up. Now is the time. Now is the time. I smell faith. I sense faith. Now is the time. Get up. Now is your time. Get up. Take your faith and walk. Faith is here. Faith is here. Faith is here. Faith is here. Don't wait. It's here. It's here. It's here. Can you smell the faith in the atmosphere? Whoa! Jesus said, I saw the faith. Get up! Now's your time to receive your miracle. You didn't hear this. Now is the time to receive your miracle. Faith is here. Faith is here. Faith is here. Whoa! Come on, somebody better shout. Somebody better jump. Somebody better dance. Whoa. Whoa, faith is here. Come on, you better shout to the Lord. You better, somebody needs to cry out to the King of glory. I see some people, you're not leaving the way you came in. I saw some sad faces, I see some glad faces. 
I see faith arise in the hearts and souls of men. You determine the outcome by determining, you declare the word of God. It shall be as a man believes. You come on, somebody, you call the things that is not though they are. You call the things that is not though they are. I'm blessed in the city. I'm blessed in the field. I'm blessed in my coming. I'm blessed in my going. Come on, I'm blessed when I sleep. I'm blessed when I wake up. Blessed the head, never the tail. Come on, somebody, you better get this revelation. I want to buy this DVD myself. My God. Take your seat, just two seconds, if you can. For those of faith, don't worry. Get your running shoes on. Pastor, why do they run in the church? Well, they take the word and they run with it. Somebody needs to take the word and run with it. I said, somebody needs to take the word, just the word, just the word and run with it. Say, Lord, it is said, it is said, it cannot come back void. I want you to hear me. Jesus teaches in the scripture about faith. Now, you can just play softly for me. Thank you, my friend. You know, I love this. When, when Jesus spoke to the tree, the Bible says that when the disciples came, the tree was out from the root up. So Jesus taught them how to operate in God's faith because the Bible says, have faith in God. But did you know that the right translation does not say have faith in God, it says have God's faith. So Jesus taught us how to operate in God's faith. Jesus, when Jesus rebuked the tree, He, he rebuked it from the root up. Every time you declare God's faith, you go to the root of the situation. Oh, come on, that, that's food for somebody. We, we don't just ask the breakthrough. We speak to that situation from the root up. Jesus did not speak about the tree. He speak. Jesus did not say to the mountain, you big mountain you. He says, I say, whosoever shall tell this mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea. If you do not doubt in his heart. It shall be what he's, he said. Then Jesus started teaching on the mustard seed faith. Everybody quotes that. If you have faith as little as a mustard seed, you can move mountains. That's not what Jesus teaches. I know Google teaches that. I know Facebook shares teaches that. Don't worry, just a little bit of faith, you'll move mountains. So why do you still sit with your mountain? The Bible says, when you have faith as a mustard seed. So what he does is he takes faith and he takes a mustard seed and he likens the two of each other. So what Jesus is saying is if you understand what seed does, seed in my hand is just a seed. That seed in my hand does not know there's a pandemic. Okay. The seed, I can take an apple seed. Do you see the apple seed running around? Ah, it's pandemic, it's pandemic. No. He just knows one thing. He needs to produce for what he has been created for. In other words, if I put an apple seed in any soil and I look after it, I nurture it, I water it, it's going to grow. Whether there's a pandemic in the world, whether there's famine down the street. My goodness, you better hear me right now. It starts off as a seed. But what happens with seed? Crucial. Seed does three things. Seed dies. Seed resurrects. Seed multiplies. What Jesus teaches, he says, if you have faith as a mustard seed, in other words, mustard seed is one of the smallest seeds that you find in the world. 
the smallest seeds in the world, but it grows some of the largest trees. So what Jesus said, maybe you feel like your, your faith is not where it should be. Don't worry, it's a small. It's, it, it's likened to a, a mustard seed. But what Jesus says now, what you have to do is put it in the ground. In other words, put it to work. Let it do what it has been created to do. Oh, come on, somebody. Allow the seed to do what's in the seed's DNA. In the ground, it dies. You want faith? You better die to self. One man told me the one day, he said, Vestal, God can only use you according to the level of criticism you can handle. That's deep. Unless you do not die to self, to what you see around you, you have a decision. Either you hear the storm or you hear, Lord, you are more precious than silver. Some hear, others hear, Lord, you are more costly than gold. Some hear, die, you're going to die. Lord, you are more beautiful than diamonds. And nothing I desire compares to you. Suddenly, I'm dead to what's happening all around me. I am what Paul says. I'm conscious about nothing. Why worry? Worry is not going to bring in the money. It's not going to get you taller. The Bible says, if you worry, it's not going to put length to you. Okay, good quarter, Zach. I'd buy a worry in the But in any case. Why worry? So I start to die to self. I do what faith is supposed to do. I allow faith to work for me. I treat my faith as a servant. When, when fear knocks on my door, I say, faith, go answer it. Oh, did you get this? I have a decision to make every time when I wake up in the morning. Do I fear or do I believe? Do I worry or do I worship? Do I complain or do I praise? So you die. The seed goes into the ground. This is what most people miss on with seed. When seed goes to the ground, seed has been created to go through all four seasons. I want you to hear me right now, my goodness. Seed has been created to go through all four seasons. There will be a season that you do not see the seed breaking out of the ground. But don't judge that seed, my goodness. Because behind the scenes... Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You don't see what God is doing in the ground. This is how God operates faith. Faith always moves behind the scenes when nobody's watching. When everybody says there's no hope, this is where God says it's not over until Jehovah God says it's over. Hallelujah. Don't judge your off season by where God is taking you to. Let me say that again. Do not judge your off season to where God is taking you to my God do you feel it three minutes from now the atmosphere is going to shift hear me right now seeds in the ground everybody's judging there's no seed there's no there's nothing comes out but they don't know God is working behind the scenes 
when everybody's sleeping and everybody's against you and your back is against the wall and you feel like this is 99 where's God in this all what God says listen I start with the root if the root is not right oh my God. if the root is not right the plant is going to fail miserably people want to see the the branches come from the ground the important stuff is the root Somebody's missing me. Somebody's missing me. I don't see anything out of the ground. You don't worry. He's busy building your roots. This is why he says, He who's rooted in the house of God shall be established and shall flourish even in the old days. Now what people don't know is, it is winter season. I'm speaking to your personal life. Everything is falling apart. And you feel like, Lord, I put everything in the ground. Your faith. It feels like, Lord, I'm busy failing. But God says, hey, you're not failing. I'm creating roots in you. Because what God's end result is for you, it's in your DNA. Never to fail. No, you didn't get this. It's in your DNA. When God crafted you in the palm of His hand, He put in your DNA that you are a conqueror. In actual fact, let me rephrase. You are more than a conqueror. You are victorious. In your DNA, He made you to rule and to reign. He, come on, my God. He made you to be the head, never the tail. He made you, come on, to rule and to reign, never to suffer. Some people see the process and say, my God, I'm giving up. Don't skip the process. Because the process is where you put root. Hallelujah. Let me tell you why what happens. Eventually when you're the big three and everything goes your way. You will remember the day when everything was dormant around you. And what you will do is suddenly you will no longer say, look what my hands produced. Suddenly you will say, look what the Lord has done. You shall remember the Lord your God. For it is He. Who gives you the power to get wealth? I'm speaking to some people. You don't even understand this. And you feel like you judge yourself on that season. But you forgot. Everything starts with the roots. And what happens? Suddenly there's a breakthrough. Because hear me. Look me in the eye, everybody. Winter must pass. My goodness, I feel the glory of the Lord. Winter must pass. As long as the earth remains, sea time and harvest, winter must pass. What happens after winter? Suddenly everything that's dead. Have you noticed? The tree that lost its leaves did not die. Why? Because his roots, <laughs> his roots was firm in the ground. Where did you hear faith like this? Roots it. So when the season changed, the winter didn't move him. The winter did not allow him to, to be backslidden, to go back to the things of this world. Because I know that my God is good in the winter, whether it's summer, whether it's autumn, whether it's snowing, whether it's raining, He's a good God. He's a good God. 
and he promises me he will never leave me that includes the winter when the winter time come knock on your door you better know that many people ask the question lord why didn't you stop the fire most times jesus is not stopping the fire he jumps in the fire with you one thing that i can assure you before you find yourself in the fire you can look up and see the son of god in the midst of the fire waiting for you he's waiting for you Lord, why didn't you stop the rain of Noah? He was the one who shut the door and kept Noah in that ark. He's the same one today who will keep you in your storm. You don't know the answers right now. The one thing that you need to know is I'm rooted in Christ. My faith is unwavering. My faith is unshakable. I am not, listen to me right now. So when you are rooted and you get bad news, it does not move you to depression. It moves you to a song. Why are you singing? You're about, you're supposed to weep. No, 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 no. They hit me and they beat me. But the God that's in me doesn't want to die. Every time I said I'm done, God says I'm just getting started. So what happens with this kind of faith? Suddenly, there's a bud. Everybody said there's no hope for him. But they didn't know, they didn't see what God saw. Small but. What happens now? Seasons change again. Seasons helps seed to grow. Lord, why am I going through what I'm going through? Listen, God is taking you from faith to faith. Faith is not built on the shore. Faith is built when, the, when everything is raging against you. Imagine this, Jesus is sleeping in a boat. Water is filling the boat. The storm is raging. The disciples jumped up. They ran to the back. Lord, don't you care we are about to die? How can you sleep? Because in his world, there is no storm. He's the prince of peace. They showed faith on that boat that day. When you sleep, when you were supposed to cry. When you sleep, when you were supposed to worry, that's faith. I'm speaking to somebody. When Jesus says, if you have faith as a master seed, he spoke about your faith having the same ability as any seed that goes into the ground. If Jesus is teaching, let your faith be rooted. Let your faith produce. Let your faith grow. Let your, allow your faith to go through seasons. And suddenly you will be mature. And when you are mature, you will no longer go to the Lord and say, Lord, if it be thy will. You will know the will is engraved in your heart. Suddenly you are a firm foundation. And you are built on the chief cornerstone. And his name is Jesus Christ. And no longer do you pray with be thy will. You stand and you see that mountain. And you say, mountain, not hear my opinion. Mountain, hear the word of the Lord. Be thou rooted up. Am I speaking to the right crowd? Let me, let me help your faith. We were, we were giving people food the other day in the kitchen. There was more church folks than food. They said to me, listen, we, we are of food. I said, no, we're not. I ran to the back. I took the, the pot. I said, Father, I thank you for the food we're about to eat. I said, now you give to the people. No jokes. Everybody ate twice. I said to them, if you see it work in the Bible, it was work now. <laughs> I said, if it worked in the Bible, it must work now. I said, if it worked for Elijah, it must work for you. If it worked, oh my God, if it worked for Peter, it will work for you. If it worked for Abraham, it must work for you. Without faith, it is impossible.
to please God. I'm not going to be long more, no more. Two hours, then I'm done. I said, faith cometh. I said, faith cometh. I said, faith cometh. Where's those faith? I want to see faith on your face. Faith cometh. It cometh. It cometh. When Jesus saw the paralytic, he said to him, I see, he said, I see the faith. Get up. Take your bed. He didn't say, hang on, let me just lay hands on you. Jesus taught him how to operate that faith. In other words, this is why you see people run. I love it. Because they grabbed the word and they said, I took up my bed and I run. That's what the Lord wants. He don't want you to wait for anybody. When you sense the faith. When you sense the faith. Now, I love what Paul says. I quoted it on Friday. Let me say this again. Paul says, and this is the most problems that we find in the church. Paul says this, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher. What does Paul say? Looking unto Jesus. One more time, looking unto Jesus. Not looking unto man. This is why I, I always tell people, they say, well, you know, I don't go back to church because he's hypocrites. Looking if you don't go to church, think about this. Because there's hypocrites in church. Why do you go to your job? Why do you go to the mall? There's hypocrites there. We come to church looking. Today people fight in church looking for position. Looking unto position. Looking unto who's the greatest apostle. Looking at my only job, my God, is looking unto Jesus. That's it. If I found him, I found everything everything i promise you if i was not a preacher i would have just been a person who sits very nicely in church but i would love him with all of my heart i would constantly be looking unto jesus you don't need to be a preacher to be looking unto him you have to come to that place where your faith is established come who, who, who believes that your faith will never be the same after today your faith is rooted i'm looking unto jesus the author and the finisher this means Jesus starts my faith, He establishes my faith, He builds my faith, and He ends my faith. Come on, I need somebody to agree with me. My life is in You, Lord. My strength is in You, Lord. My hope is in You, Lord. My joy is in You, Lord. My healing is in You, Lord. My provision is in You, Lord. In You. In You, Lord. Come on, my life is in You, Lord. My life, my strength, my hope, my peace, my love, it's in you, Lord. In you. I promise you, when Paul says, looking unto Jesus, as the author and the finisher, what Paul was saying, if you need faith, faith doesn't bring Jesus. Jesus brings faith. So the more you look to him, the more faith is being on that firm, solid ground. So why do I always put an emphasis on the presence? Looking. We will be looking until the day he comes. Looking unto Jesus. Come on, say with me. Looking unto Jesus. One more time. Looking unto Jesus. One more time. Looking unto Jesus. I want to say this to you, that while we see everything happening right in front of our eyes, the moon is turned into blood. People are offended everywhere. They attack the church everywhere. They put 
preachers in prison. There's a guy in Canada, a precious man of God, that they say to him, there's one way for you to get out. And that's a fact. They said, you have to renounce Christ and shut your church. He said, keep me in prison. I like this. Keep me here. I'm not going anywhere. There's no way that I'll renounce my faith. There's no way I'm shutting the door. Listen to me right now, people of God. A pastor does not need you to carry his Bible and his case. A pastor needs you to carry the burden. Oh, you don't get me. A pastor doesn't need you to carry his Bible and his briefcase. A pastor needs you to carry the burden, carry the vision. Do what Aaron and Hur has done. Lift up Moses' hands and say as long. The Bible says when Moses done this, there was victory. When Moses became tired, the Amalekites came and they won over the victory. And then Aaron and Moses, it says, uh, Aaron and, and Hur says, this is the key. We get next to the man of God. We lift up his hands. And as they did, <coughs> I can see Moses sit like this. But his hands were in the air. And every time his hands were in the air, God brought them the victory. We need to pray for preachers. We need to lift up those hands and say, you are not alone. You are not alone. Can you feel it? My oh God, I feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost in this place. Come on, he's going to touch people right now, everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. Who's hungry, who's thirsty, who says, Lord, today I'm receiving a double dosage of faith. My faith will never be the same again, Lord. My faith will never, ever be the same again. Looking unto Jesus, not looking unto the preacher, looking unto Jesus. Come on, lift those hands. He's here. He's here, the presence of the Lord. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, precious Jesus. Precious Jesus. As every eyes closed, hear me. Don't judge your off season. You have to remember every tree started without fruit. God did not create a tree and started it out with fruit, He started it out with root, not with fruit, with the root. When the roots was firm, the fruit was produced. Don't criticize your life on the off-season you experience right now. I promise you, winter is just a season. This too shall pass. Just because you see nothing doesn't mean God is not working. Every time a farmer puts seed in the soil, he doesn't go to the soil every day and open it up again to see if something happened. He believes that behind the scenes, something is growing. I'm telling people right now, don't criticize your off-season. It's changing. It's passing. Standing around. Lord, why do I feel so lonely? Don't criticize your off-season. Very soon, a big tree, unmovable, unshakable, Come on, every eye closed, every hand lifted to him. Come on. Lord, let your glory fill this house. Come on, can we stand to our feet and just love him? Why do we stand? We stand because the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords is in this place. We honor him. 
We honor His presence. Forget the people around you. Just lift your hands to the King of Glory right now. Come on, it's shifting. The atmosphere is shifting right now. There's some of you just standing in your seat. You're going to have an encounter with the Lord. God is going to touch your hearts. Come on, continue to pray. Forget everybody. Start looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Start looking unto Him. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you. Everybody watching, let the fire of God fall afresh on them. Let the glory of God touch them right now in the name of Jesus. We declare your healing power shall cover the face of the earth, Lord. Let people experience the hand of God. I declare, Lord, from faith to faith, in the name of Jesus, today is the day of total turnaround. I declare this in the name of Jesus. Be healed right now from your head to the soles of your feet. Let the presence of God hit that house, hit that heart right now, in Jesus' mighty name. Those who hunger and thirsty shall be filled. Be filled in Jesus' mighty name. Come on, everybody, lose our hands. Holy Spirit, I thank you. From the front right to the back, it is written in your word. Those who are hungry and thirsty after righteousness shall be filled. Fill these people. Fill these people that's hungry for you. Come on, you better put a demand on the anointing. Lord, I'm not leaving as I came. I'm not going the way I came. My God is something new. God is doing something new. Lord, I pray for boldness in these people. Let boldness, Lord, be part of their lives. Come on, don't stop praying. Don't stop praying. What you put in is what you get out, people. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Saba Robondo. Come on, just a minute. Just love Him for a minute. Let your presence fill this place. Hallelujah.
hands lifted. He's here. What a presence. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. broken in heart. Power. 
Everybody worship the Lord in this place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, lift it up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, we worship you. We worship you. You shake your faith, come. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My God, I give you praise. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, you want to be baptized with the Holy Ghost? Come. Want the anointing of God come? Fire from God! Fire from God! Fire from heaven! Hallelujah! 
your hands and receive your miracle. Come on, lift your hands and receive from heaven. Oh, I see tears flowing here. The Lord is touching His glorious people. That's the presence of the Lord. That's the presence of the Lord. That's the presence of the King. We break it in the name of Jesus. and walk run let it be according to your faith faith is here
touch, touch your people. <laughs> He's so glorious. Oh. Come on, just one more minute, just press into the presence of the Lord, just one more minute. Supernatural healing in the name of Jesus. Supernatural healing, Lord. It happens right now. Every pain, discomfort, we rebuke it now. Command the healing glory flow right now. Foot, I command you be healed by the power of God. By the power of God. In Jesus' name, that's the power. I feel the healing anointing. If you're sick, you better, you better receive your healing right now because I feel the healing anointing of God.